On this podcast, we discuss medical diagnoses and procedures. All of the guests express their own opinions. You should always seek medical advice from a trained and credentialed professional when making decisions about your own health. Welcome to the Sleep Apnea Stories podcast. I'm Emma Cooksey, and I've been coping with sleep apnea since childhood. I didn't know anyone in my life with a sleep disorder, so I decided to start this podcast. I'm here to build community and provide a platform for people with sleep apnea to tell their stories. Together, we can shatter stereotypes and raise awareness. We'll be exploring all sorts of treatment options and lifestyle choices to help you live your best life with sleep apnea. This is Sleep Apnea Stories, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi everyone, it's Emma Cooksey here, and I'm your host. So I just made it back from the four-day volleyball extravaganza um, national tournament in Orlando with my daughter Katie. We made it through. She had a lot of fun, which was good. I just I don't know about the rest of you, but with sleep apnea, staying at hotels and trips and having to, you know, like figure out your CPAP setup and just not being in the bed that you're used to, it just never does anything good for my sleep. So I'm kind of exhausted, but we got on okay and I'm glad to be home now. And the dog is really glad that we're back. So Bear's super excited and keeps like you know, wagging his tail like crazy. I do have an exciting um, talk coming up that you guys are going to be able to register for. Got together with Faria Doctor, who's a Feldenkrais expert in Canada. She asked if I could talk about um, women and how undiagnosed sleep apnea can often be the missing part of their health journey. So I'm super excited. I can't wait. I'm going to get to just talk about one of my favorite things in the world. So I'll definitely, we haven't put up the event. It's going to be online. You can access it from anywhere. It'll be on the 15th of July. Um, and we're thinking it's going to be 2 p.m. Eastern so that people in the UK or different time zones should be able to access it okay. So if you're interested to listen to my talk um, all about sleep apnea and how women often go misdiagnosed or undiagnosed, all that kind of stuff. We'll also have a question and answer session at the end, which I'm looking forward to. So I will definitely let my email list know all about it um, as soon as they can register. So if you're not on my email list and you want to sign up, it's sleepapneastories.com and then click where it says email sign up. Also, I'll probably share on Instagram. And again, if you're not following me on Instagram, it's at sleepapneastories. So yeah, I'm super excited for that. And that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So that's fun. If you remember, I had Sydney Avis and her dad, Dr. Victor Avis, on my show um, not too long ago. And they have a nonprofit where they're trying to raise awareness about airway health. Um, And so their nonprofit is Airway Revolution. And the website is airwayrevolution.org. And I'm going to link it in the show notes. So what they're asking on that website is for people to share their stories of their airway challenges. So sometimes the the, um, lingo can be a bit confusing, but 
what they're talking about with airway definitely includes sleep apnea, includes people with upper airway resistance syndrome. It includes just anybody with uh, who's not getting restorative sleep because of the the size and shape of their airway and um, how collapsible it is. If you want to go and share your story, I think their their idea is really to raise awareness in the general population through sharing people's stories who are having issues with their airway. So if you want to do that, I'm going to put the link in the show notes and thanks on their behalf. So on to today's guest. I'm super excited because I got to interview AJ Block, who's the director of the Dig Project. He's an active didgeridoo teacher and performer. In addition to the didgeridoo, AJ has spent years studying music traditions from all over the world, including jazz, Western classical music, Indian classical music, guitar, and world percussion. He's also developed a program called Dig for Sleep, a didgeridoo learning method designed specifically for people with sleep apnea. So without further ado, here is my conversation with AJ Block. Um, so welcome, AJ. So let's just start with where you are in the world. Is it New York City you're in? I am in upstate New York. Upstate New York. In the Catskill Mountains. Uh, I established Dig Project, our company, in New York City over the past 10 years. And just in the last year and a half, I have moved myself and my family and our operation up to the Catskills. But we still do have presence in New York City, and we hope to reopen our retail location in the city after the pandemic times start calming down. Um, so you started out as a musician, is that right? Yeah, and I still am. Okay, um, uh, you know, my origins with music started with playing piano as a young child and then gravitating towards wind instruments, specifically trombone, which I played through from about sixth grade all the way through college. I got into jazz bands and concert bands in all of my schools. And I really love playing the wind instrument and the trombone was a very natural transition over to the didgeridoo because the way you play it by vibrating your lips, doing this buzzing motion mm-hmm. is almost the same on the trombone and the trumpet. On the trombone, you get there's a lot more tightening your lips and going higher and lower. But with the didgeridoo, like everything I learned on the trombone kind of informed the didgeridoo. So when I was introduced to the didgeridoo this is before I even found out about sleep apnea. Um, you know, I just had a lot of the technique already from playing trombone for mm-hmm. so many. So do you remember how did you go to Australia? And do you want to tell us a little bit about the didgeridoo and like where it's from and like sure. all that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the didgeridoo is an Aboriginal wind instrument with its origins in Australia, but also there are many similar instruments to it around the world in Africa and South America. Oh. Um, a lot of very similar trumpets and low brass type of instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we we most attribute it to the Aboriginal people of Australia. And the didgeridoo really has become a global instrument, again, even before the whole didgeridoo for sleep apnea thing started, which was in around 2006. Um, even back to like 1970s, 1980s, didgeridoo started being made in Australia, being shipped all over the world, people Mm -hmm. learning to play them all over the world. And that's kind of how I got into it, just by it being a really cool instrument that sounds cool. It's fun to play. It's played differently than any other instrument because it's very rhythmic, like you're holding a rhythm the whole time while you're doing it. 
and uh, most wind instruments as we think of them are more melodic instruments where you're like pushing buttons and you're playing melodies of you know mm -hmm. song that didgeridoo is quite different in that way as it's it's as you approach it it's more like approaching a percussion instrument in that you're like playing rhythms and grooves and beats mm -hmm. yeah so you so to begin with you were performing were you um yeah. or did you start had you been teaching other instruments or or how did that all begin i began performing didgeridoo um playing a lot in more meditative contexts so in like large group meditations mm -hmm. sound baths where people lay down and just receive sound uh, i played a lot when i was getting started out playing in yoga classes then we had a group that we played at dance events. So we'd play, we'd like mic the didgeridoo with live drums and stuff. So a lot of different environments. We, I also had some cool collaborations with other musicians, jazz musicians and stuff living in New York city. And then um, also at the same time, developing our practice with our business of teaching the didgeridoo, mm -hmm. not necessarily sleep happening just for anyone who wanted to learn. Cause like I said, it's a cool instrument and there already was a lot of interest in learning how to play the didgeridoo just because it's a cool instrument yeah so we it's really it's really yeah. cool um and so then so all i really know about um you're just gonna have to walk me through the whole thing the only thing that i'd really found about the didgeridoo and sleep apnea before i found you um was there was a british medical journal article i think in 2005 do you know what I'm talking sure. about? And they did a, a study where they looked at people with sleep apnea and they trained one group to play the didgeridoo and do circular breathing and all this stuff. And they found that it reduced their sleep apnea like AHI. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of all I really know. But so tell me a little bit about why um, the didgeridoo is good for people with sleep apnea and maybe some individual people that you've met with sleep apnea and how that went. <laughs> yeah. So with our company, Didge Project, and our product, Didge for Sleep, we've now worked with over 500 people and had pretty high success rates. I can't give you an exact number, but I would wow. say the majority of those people are reporting improvement from when they before they started working with us to after. Um, so the way that it works on a physiological level is that by playing the didgeridoo, and I'll give a little demonstration in a moment here, you are actually using your respiratory system, your lungs to blow air out. You're using your muscles of your abdo abdomen, your diaphragm, your intercostal muscles, and the pharyngeal muscles, which line the throat, among many others, the lips, the tongue, the cheeks. So you're strengthening everything that goes into the respiratory apparatus by playing this instrument. Um, the studies and what the doctors most attribute the, the didgeridoo to helping is strengthening the pharyngeal muscles and the tongue muscles, because right. a lot of times with sleep apnea, that's, that's where the- That's what's collapsing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're collapsing or, a, I don't know if by collapsing, it's the same thing as saying like the throat, the back of the tongue is touching the back of the throat mm -hmm. and it's blocking the throat from allowing air to pass through. And so the didgeridoo is toning those muscles. If you can imagine like, you know, take 
a bicep on your arm. If it's just very fatty and floppy, it just has a lot of extra mass there. But once you tone it and you do some weightlifting, you know, mm-hmm. you do a couple sets uh, every other day or a couple times a week, then that all that extra flappy muscle mass uh, turns into more toned muscle and it becomes actually less massive and stronger. So it's more likely to hold up at night. And that's what's happening in the throat when you're playing didgeridoo. Now, it generally, the results are seen by people who are doing it pretty much every day or at least five days a week. People who just get a didgeridoo and play once in a while, they're not really going to see the results. But people who treat it as a therapy, do it daily, do it as a daily habit, these are the ones who are really seeing the results. And I have personally witnessed that many, many times that the people who are really taking the time to sit down and practice it every day are the ones who are seeing the results. I just, so my situation, AJ, is I don't know how many more things I can take on because at the moment I'm doing um, myofunctional therapy, which has been really good, but that you absolutely have to practice every day. And then I've been working with a Bateco breathing instructor as well. And that's got loads of stuff you have to do every day. So maybe I have to give up something in order to start the didgeridoo, maybe to give me enough time. I think myofunctional therapy is one of the most similar things to the didgeridoo that's Mm -hmm. offered to sleep apnea patients, because you're really working those same muscles. I actually have never had someone give me that full therapy, but I know that's a lot of like sticking your tongue out, mm-hmm. making my movements with your face and your throat, mm-hmm. the type of things that are really good for that whole part of your anatomy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. tell me, tell me about, so you said you have a whole, is it a book or a program did for sleep? Is that people so actually did- in person or how does that work? Yeah, Didge for Sleep is a whole method on how to play the didgeridoo to treat sleep apnea. And the introductory package that we offer comes with a book, a DVD, and a travel didgeridoo. So it's kind of an all-in-one package for people who want to get into this therapy without having to invest too much money. Starts yeah. at $167 for, all, for the whole bundle. And then if people want to work with our instructors, then we also offer private lessons, which is on a, you know, there, it it starts to be a little more pricey, but people get the one-on-one attention, Mm -hmm. the feedback of working with a teacher, kind of like, you know, the teacher's looking at you as if you're, you know, on a zoom call or you're sitting with them in person and they are to you as you're going. Yeah. Giving you that feedback, they're telling you you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong, do this more, try more with the cheeks, try more with the tongue, push your abs harder, whatever it is. So there's yeah, a I lot have of- to say, like, so I just signed up for your little free, you have like an introductory class online that people can just go ahead and, and give their email and have that sent and it's free and they can like try that out. But some of the exercises, like I was thinking circular breathing doesn't sound that hard. And then when I watched some of the um, videos that that you kind of linked to in in that free um, trial class, like it looks really complicated and hard. (laughs) Let's let's get clear about circular breathing, because I I personally think the British Medical Journal study um, kind of misrepresented 
circular breathing and its importance in terms okay. of apnea therapy. What circular breathing is, is it's a way to sustain the sound of the didgeridoo for a longer period of time while you're inhaling through the nose. So you can be taking breaths without the sound dying out. And this is uh, considered a more advanced technique, even so for- that continuous kind of like droning right stopping. Like, it's like you're breathing, but the sound doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Now, personally, from what I've witnessed, I've seen people who can't even learn circular breathing because it is a rather difficult technique yet they still have had success with sleep apnea therapy with the didgeridoo. So mm. I have seen that circular breathing is not essential for didgeridoo sleep apnea therapy. But what circular breathing does is it improves and enhances the results. So if, so if someone is playing didgeridoo with the intention to treat their sleep apnea therapy, there's a very good chance it will work regardless of whether or not they've learned circular breathing. If they, on top of that, learn circular breathing, there's an even better chance that it will work. Mm -hmm. This episode of Sleep Apnea Stories is sponsored by Mute. Regardless of whether you have sleep apnea, use a CPAP machine, or just deal with allergies and congestion, you deserve a good night's sleep. Mute is here to help make that happen. A nasal dilator made from ultra-soft medical-grade polymers, Mute gently holds your nasal airways open, which increases airflow by an average of 38%. And that 38% improvement means more breathing, less snoring, and better sleep for you and your partner, or kids, or dog. The quality sleep your body wants and needs is well within reach. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better with Mute's comfortable and customizable fit. So yeah. if you want, play a little on didgeridoo and then show you what circular breathing is. I would love that. Okay. <laughs> First, I'm just going to play a basic long tone on the didgeridoo. So just to tell everybody, so if you Google didgeridoo you're gonna see a big long instrument that um you know you're gonna blow into but what aj has right now is what did you call it a travel one yeah, it's, a, it's a travel didgeridoo this is a wooden spiral didgeridoo which we and actually it goes saw. right in a circle which i've never yeah. seen it's amazing yeah, and these generally i don't recommend these for beginner instruments for someone who's never played before because you need mm -hmm. to put a little more air into it but they are nice for compact. Yeah. And if I'm sitting here doing an interview in front of a microphone, it's the perfect size. Yeah. So again, what I'm going to start with is just a long tone, and then I'll play a few different samples and explain what I'm doing. So here's just a long tone. I'm going to take a deep inhalation, and then I'm going to play a tone for a few seconds. All right, so that's that's the basic tone. Now the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move my tongue while I'm playing it. And I'm gonna make this type of shape where it goes wee-oo, wee-oo. And this is one of the basic tongue strengthening exercises because you're using your tongue to modify the airstream and it engages all your tongue muscles when you do this. So can you hear how I'm going? We yeah, but you're but you're for people listening. You're 
mouth wasn't really moving. So how are you making wee and oo with your tongue? Well, you're watching me on camera. You can't really see what's going right. on. <laughs> but inside the mouthpiece of the didgeridoo here, my lips are vibrating. They're going like this. Mm -hmm. Inside my mouth, my tongue is doing that. Okay. My tongue is moving around in there. But from the outside, you can't really see what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So now I'm going to, well, let me show you one more of the basic techniques, and then I'm going to show you circular breathing. So that'd be great. The next thing is the what we call abdominal rhythm. And I'm going to be pumping my abdominal muscles right here. That kind of motion. And that will make the sound kind of swell up and get louder every time I push. But the sound doesn't die out while I'm doing all this. For people listening, you're really just doing that movement in your abs. Yeah, exactly. So you can see how that is really helping to build the muscles that you use when you blow out. <sighs> that type of breath is getting very strengthened. And it's also a great core strengthening exercise as well. But you can see how it's supporting your respiratory function. Yeah, I can see that. So now circular breathing. With circular breathing, I am going to add an inhalation through my nose while holding my cheeks full of air. And for those of you listening, it's going to be kind of hard to conceptualize without watching, but there's actually plenty of videos online. If you just look up circular breathing, we have quite a few on the Dig Project YouTube channel. Yeah, I think and we're going to link to that in the show notes so people can go and look at the videos. Great. And in, in our Dig for Sleep course, we teach the whole method of how to learn circular breathing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's an added bonus, but it's not necessary for the sleep apnea therapy. So here's what circular breathing sounds like. Basically, it's going to sound like that same pulsating rhythm that I just did, very similar. But you're going to actually hear me inhale through my nose while I'm doing it. And I can sustain this for long periods of time, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, if I need to. Oh, wow. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. It's super, I know it's really like everyday thing for you, but it's pretty exciting for me. <laughs> it's not every day that I uh, get to hear someone playing the didgeridoo. I guess what a lot of people listening are going to want me to ask is everybody, so many people listening are using CPAP machines, right? Right. And so are there people like you said that it was effective for lots of people that you've worked with so are those people going from having sleep apnea using a CPAP machine to doing this I know you said they have to be really rigorous and do it every day but are there people who have then had a follow-up sleep study and it's just said you no longer have sleep apnea yes there have been and, and actually we have an article on our site I have to pull up the name of it. But if you go on the digproject.com and you go under um, sleep apnea, there is an article that was published. Let's see. So it's under 
tips and tutorials. I'm and then, gonna link about all these things in yeah. the show notes. There's an article about a, a guy who worked with us, and he had a follow-up study, and it, they pretty much ruled him as no longer having sleep apnea. And didgeridoo was pretty much the only therapy, and that's not the only case Amazing. where this has happened. We've had quite a few. Um, but yeah, th- there's been many documented cases now of people who just by using the didgeridoo or in combination with other things have been able to either get off CPAP or reduce their sleep apnea from mild or moderate to pretty much non-existent. Yeah, that's great news. And so if somebody wants to start, so obviously your uh, website would be a great place to start because it sounds like you have all sorts of courses for people to do. Um, But as far as buying an actual didgeridoo, can we get them on Amazon? Yeah, they they have them on Amazon. Pretty cheap ones. Um, is is there is it all like you get what you pay for, and like the really cheap ones are not going to be as good as more expensive? No, not necessarily. I mean, we the ones we recommend the most for beginners is the one that comes with our Dig for Sleep introductory package, which is the four piece travel didgeridoo. It's made of plastic with a silicone mouthpiece, um, and we've just tested them and seen good results with so many people now. And mm-hmm. it's just a really, really good product because it's portable. It fits into a bag about, you know, uh, less than two feet long. So you could put it in your backpack. You can put it in a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you know, loud would you say <laughs> like that one is? Cause I think like I've kind of considered doing it before I almost bought one and then I'm just thinking, how is my family going to deal if I start playing the didgeridoo? It seems like it would be really loud. We actually get that question a lot. It's like, if if I live in an apartment, will it bother me? And the truth is, the didgeridoo is a musical instrument. It projects some sound. And as far as like a louder one versus softer one, you're not going to find that much variation. It's a loud instrument relatively. It's not like a bit or it's not like a drum set. Those are really loud instruments. Yeah. This is like a lower tone. It's it's a little more subtle. I mean, um, I think it's quite a soothing sound. Yeah, it can it's be. It's like the, the vibrations. Or is it going to sound soothing when I play it or not really? It should. It should. I mean, <laughs> one of the great benefits of playing didgeridoo for sleep apnea is it's also a great meditation. It's a great practice to just calm you down or to use as some sort of a release. Yeah, it kind of has a crossover benefit in that way. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything particular that you want to talk about? Like, do you have any particular events coming up or not so much because we're coming out of COVID? Yeah, I mean, actually, we have some great online courses that people can check out that, like you said, uh, you checked out our free didgeridoo. um, Maybe you checked out didgeridoo fundamentals, which is like our free 45 class it, it a- was like an audio and then some videos yeah. and there was a whole like printout thing and yeah I was so like, that's a great place awesome. to start um and then we're putting out videos like all the time on how to play didgeridoo as well as many other musical instruments that we cover and there's a lot of already um great video tutorials on the Dig project youtube channel i would just tell people to start there okay um, on our mailing list because we do offer like events group events or events on zoom here and there 
and I don't have any on the calendar right now, but they could be coming up really soon. I am hoping to launch a uh, intermediate to advanced level didgeridoo course sometime in the next six months. Um, and that will be a great place for people who are more interested in the musical side of the instrument. Um, but a lot of the people who, who are interested in it actually started because they had sleep apnea and they're like, I think this is a cool instrument. I want to stick right. with this. I want to learn. You know, cool. I, I also did want to say that a lot of the research that on the didgeridoo has been more, I should say, um, anecdotal mm-hmm. because the haven't been many published studies the british medical journal being the main one that one study and its proven results has launched a whole you know like group of us who got really interested in teaching the didgeridoo for sleep apnea Mm -hmm. and i know that there's another study happening right now in the united states um i actually have been very interested in participating in research as either a didgeridoo instructor or consultant or something. So mm-hmm. if anyone is listening and is interested in the more of the research side of this, I would love for you guys to reach out to me and see what's possible. Yeah, it seems like it would be really good to have more solid research about it. Because even the yeah. British Medical Journal um, study, like it seemed like it was a fairly small group they used and it would be uh, nice to see like a bigger... About 25 people, they only had actually yeah. instrument. But I can personally attest that I've worked, me and the teachers on our team have worked with probably close to 500 people with sleep apnea at this point. Wow. Thank Great. you very much for joining me. This is this. Are you struggling with your CPAP? Did you get sent home with the new CPAP machine, but little introduction or explanation on how to use it? Do you feel alone and frustrated as you pull your mask off in the middle of the night? I have just the thing for you. I put together an online course called Mastering Your CPAP. It's a video series where I talk you through all of the things I wish I'd known when I first started CPAP therapy 13 years ago. Um, I learned everything the hard way, and so I put everything into this video series so you don't have to struggle like I did. To sign up for the course, go to sleepapneastories.com and click where it says CPAP course. That's sleepapneastories.com and then click on CPAP course. Thanks so much for listening. I love hearing from you. If you'd like to be featured in an upcoming episode, please email me at sleepapneastories at gmail.com. That's also the place to get in touch if you just want to say hi or ask a question. Alternatively, you can always reach me on Instagram. My handle there is at sleepapneastories. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. This really helps a wider audience to find the episodes and I really appreciate it.